0: Extended family is what I like to say. We thank God for you. Thank God that you love these children enough to come and sow a seed of your time into their lives. I think that if we don't get back to old school parenting where we show up for everything, where our babies are, uh, we risk losing a whole generation. Amen? Amen. One more time, let's give these kids a hand clap. Amen. I love you and I'm so proud of all of you. Amen. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to introduce uh, to you our first sermon series of 2023, which is entitled, Focused. Focused. And I believe that there is no better word for, no better word or theme to start out the new year with other than the theme, Focused. A definition that I found for the word focus that I believe represents this theme perfectly says that focused is to give a lot of attention, time and effort, etc., to one particular area of business and knowing exactly, exactly what you want to achieve. And this is where we need to be. This is where we should be today in the Christian mindset, not just here in the Unity Worship Center, but in churches all over the world, we should be coming out of the gate focused. Should be a new attitude. We should be built for battle, ready to combat everything that is contrary to the word of God. With this being a new year, people all over the world are redefining themselves reintroducing themselves. People are declaring on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all the other social media sites alike, that this is a new year, thus this is a new them. And I wish them well, but I'm not actually, I'm not really sold on it. And the reason that I'm not sold on it is because if we're going off the past New Year's resolutions and promises and post. If I was to compile all of that data that I could muster containing all of the pre, all of the past reintroductions and new use, well, let's just say the numbers don't look good. And one thing we know for certain, unless manipulated, numbers don't lie. Now now, I know many of you are probably thinking this is this is a pretty Rough way to start out the New Year's Day message. I mean, you know, we made it a year. It was a rough year. and We went through hell, but we made it. And that should be celebrated. Yeah, that's what we say, right? And my response to that type of thinking would be, what are we celebrating? The fact that it is a new year or the fact that you have changed your mind? Because the reality is, the reality is, if you have not changed your mind, the changing of the year does not matter. For the most part, everything will remain the same because your mind is still the same. And, and, and when do we get to the point that we stop celebrating, uh, making it out of mess that we most likely walked ourselves into? Where's the celebration Where's the celebration in that? Y'all ain't going to talk back to me today. That's all right. When do we, I got a question. When do we celebrate discipline? Oh, Lord. When do we, can I take it deeper? When do we celebrate financial discipline? When do we celebrate integrity? When do we celebrate miracles? When do we celebrate folk truly being saved? I tell you, in the year 2023, you will be hard-pressed to find folk that are biblically, biblically, not, not my grandmama was saved, so I'm saved like her saved. I'm talking about biblically saved. So, so when do we get back to seeing the? When do we celebrate the miracles? When do we celebrate folk being saved? When do we celebrate folk being truly delivered? When do we celebrate discipleship? I guess what I'm asking is, when do we really celebrate salvation? When do we really celebrate salvation? And, and, and you might be wondering, how do we celebrate uh, uh, salvation? You celebrate salvation with your lifestyle. When, when, when do Oh God, N- not just because of a particular day or a particular event, but we celebrate salvation with a lifestyle. Every, and, and, and that lifestyle is a lifestyle of holiness and righteousness, and, and we celebrate it because, and we celebrate it every day, because guess what? It saves and delivers us every day. It's the gift that truly keeps on giving. And when do we stop being blown away about what we no longer do and, you know, when you wasn't supposed to be doing it, no way. (laughs) And when do we get focused on maintaining that which we have obtained through God's grace and mercy? In other words, we, we, we thank God we don't get high no more, and we thank God that we ain't sleeping around no more, and we praise God that we are no longer uh, uh, who we once were before we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But, but let me be very clear, those celebrations uh, should be for babes in Christ. Come on. Come on. If, if you've been a part of this ministry uh, for a year or better, the truth is you should have power over unhealthy proclivities. We teach like that. You, you should be equipped to overcome some of the things that have been overcoming you. See, see, we have to get past or get out of this mindset of celebrating folk because they finally did what they was always just supposed to do. <laughs> it's like complimenting, it's like complimenting a, a man for taking care of his children. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but, but that's his job. And, 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 and we should appreciate him for being a man, but again, those are his kids. He is supposed to take care of them. And see, the problem is that the standard of God has been replaced with the standard of man's mindset. And, and, and because we have far more men neglecting their children than supporting them, when we see your brother operating properly, nothing supernatural about it, he's just being a man, we celebrate him for being a man when that's what he was called to be. And I want you to understand, I'm not minimizing the role of the man and the father. It is a great honor and responsibility, but that responsibility was birthed out of decisions that he made. Thus he is, he is expected to honor his decision. So, so I wanna be extremely clear. Nothing will be new in your life if your mind hasn't been renewed. And once it has been renewed, There has to be a focus to maintain that change of mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing will be new until you renew your mind. And once your mind is renewed, it has to be maintained. It has to be guarded. And this is why uh, King Solomon said in the the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse number 23, he said, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Above all else. Now, now this, is a pow- this is powerful, and, and, and most ancient uh, Hebrews, Greeks, and many others considered the heart to be the center of knowledge, understanding, and thinking, and their wisdom, and, and the New Testament also uses it in that way. The heart was considered to be the seat of the mind and the will, and it could be taught that the brain could never, watch this, and, and it could be taught what the brain could never know. In short, the word heart translates to mean Mind. So if we looked at that, if we looked at that thing again, we understand it says above all else, (laughs) guard your mind for everything you do, everything you do flows from it. And above all else, we have to protect it because the mind is taught. And, And how do you operate with things? You operate with things by how you was taught. Let me tell you something. You didn't come in here and just sit in the chair. You had training sitting in them chairs. You was trained to sit in those chairs from the day you was born. You watched other people sit in the chairs. And then finally, when you were old enough to sit in the chair on your own, you had training to just sit in the chairs. We do what the brain is taught. So we first have to come to the conclusion, I need you to understand this, that there needs to be some change. And when we come to that conclusion, get this, that's not enough. Then you have to make a decision to change See, I said you have to make a decision. And when you come to the decision, you have to rock with the decision. You have to actually change. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And then you have to, watch this, commit to the change that you're claiming. You have to commit to the process of the change. And then you will begin to renew your mind. And we don't renew our mind with just anything. We renew our mind with the word of God that, that, that will not only create change in your life, but it will also birth transformation. See, see, I don't know about anybody else in here, but I was so messed up out there in the world. Change wasn't going to be good enough. I needed transformation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been that messed up? You could change and it still look bad. Amen. And as we are in this process of change and transformation, the mind above all else will have to be guarded. And even in Proverbs chapter 23, verse number seven, the beginning of that verse in the Amplified Bible says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is in behavior. Right. Oh, Lord, which is in agreement with with the verse that we just looked at. Proverbs chapter four and 23 above all else guard your heart. Why? Because everything you do comes from it. You see it there? What he thinks will eventually be his behavior. Why? Because that's the only thing it can flow from the mind. Uh, 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 the only thing that can flow from the mind is what's in the mind. You're trying, you're trying to ask people, oh, why you act like that? Because that's what's in their mind. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I don't know why you, why you talk like this. This isn't you. Sure it is. That's why they're saying it. It's in their mind. And the problem with with us saved folk is we don't necessarily want to accept (laughs) the obvious. We don't want to accept what we see. And so, beloved, understand, and I I want you to be victorious. I want you to turn it all around, and I want you to be living your best life. But if your best life, if your mind isn't in direct alignment with the word of God, then your best life will always be only the best that you can come up with. And I don't know about anybody else in here, but, uh, but I want the best life that comes from following God because my best thinking without God had me in addiction. My best thinking without God had me in incarceration. My, my best thinking without God had me savage. My best thinking without God had me unhappy. It had me broken. It had me without peace. And, and if you're ever going to be all that you're supposed to be, if you truly want to be living your best life, then you will need to change your mind. that type of change that will birth transformation. Transformation is defined uh, as a complete change in the appearance or character of something or someone, especially so that that thing or person is improved. Now we have a problem in the body of Christ and I like to call it ill-representation because we got so many people claiming to be saved, uh, but you can't be saved unless you are new. Second Corinthians 517 says, therefore, if any man come to Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So when we claim that we're saved, what we're saying is that we're new and you ain't just new one day. A salvation uh, a salvation uh, 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 demands that we be new every day. Oh, Lord. We be new every day. In other words, every day somebody should see something new about you. Why? Because we, watch this, being in the presence of God will, 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 will introduce you to something new every day. And he ain't introducing you something new about your cousin and your friend, your boy, your babe. He's introducing you to something new about you. And, and, and when he introduces you to something new about you, you're supposed to take what you was introduced to and do something about it. Lord, have mercy. Supposed to be new. Now, the problem that we have coming out of the church is we claiming saved, but we ain't new. We claiming saved, but we still seeing old habits. We claiming saved, but we still seeing old pettiness. We claiming saved, but, but we're not new. And, and so, what people are saying as we're trying to witness to them is why would I come to Jesus when you, he, it ain't done nothing to change nor transform you? Can, can, I, can I tell you what the world needs to see from the church? Power transforming, Holy Ghost-filled power. They, they, they need to be able to see the church walk through walk through this sin-filled world in righteousness and power. Amen. Beloved, I promise you, this, this Bible will bring about complete change in your character for the better. And, and, and some of you right now might be wondering how uh, someone is here, uh, right, uh, let me put it like this, somebody right now is probably thinking to themselves, I, I, I done tried it and it didn't work for me. And I promise, I mean no offense or disrespect when I say this, uh, when I say what I'm about to say, but if you tried to read the word and it didn't help you, then you didn't try because the word will never fail the one who is true in heart. You, you, you know the difference between a studier and a reader? A notebook. So, so when you say that you have tried, I done tried to, I, people come to me all the time, I've been trying to do it, no you've not. Give me three scriptures. You ain't trying. If I see you more on Facebook than I see you in the word of God, you ain't trying. And if you don't take what's in the word, see, and, and, and you can read the, 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 the word all day long, that don't make you saved. It's not until you apply the word that you see that it begins to birth a transformation. in your, I can stand in my garage all day, that don't make me a car. And I won't, I won't be able to show fruit or signs of being saved until I begin to apply what it is that's in the word. Can I just go ahead and say this to about 10 people in the building today? Uh, some of you got some people connected to you that, that is waiting for you to show the fruit of being in the word. Lord, have mercy. The word, I, I need you to understand that if you've tried it and it didn't work, you need to try it the right way. You need to apply the word to your life, and watch And then you got to stick in there. Stop, stop. We got to go away with this this microwave mentality. We think that you, we've been in, we've been we've been tripping for forty years and think the preacher gonna preach you out in thirty minutes. We got to try for real. The, the, the word. I want you to understand the word is more powerful than your unhealthy proclivities and habits. God's word, his love, his knowledge, it never fails. And here is the problem with many people who say that they've tried to walk in his word. You, you, you ready for it? Uh, here's the deal. They don't. I was looking for something really deep, wasn't you? It ain't nothing really deep. Just, they don't. We, we, we've, we've, we've got Christianity, and then we've got another gospel. And, and if you remember, the apostle Paul said, if anyone preaches another gospel, let him be accursed. Even if it's the angels, let them be accursed. And so we have, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then we have the gospel according to how we feel about it. And, and, and the gospel according to how we feel about it, believe it or not, is actually a more popular phenomenon than the actual word of God itself the 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 gospel uh, 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 the gospel of how we see it or how we feel about it, it it actually introduces superstars and and people and and ideas and blogs and all of that but the word of God just is the word of God and it's the only word that will produce power yeah. Lord have mercy yeah. last night last night I preached a word entitled in our watch night service by any means necessary and when you are serious about that change that will birth, the change that will birth kingdom transformation, that means that you are going after it by any means necessary. How many of you are going after living right by any means necessary this year? How many of you saying, I'm dead serious about my walk this year? Can we, go on, don't be ashamed, hey, amen, hey, amen. you ain't gotta be scared, I ain't setting you up for nothing. <laughs> so in closing, I want to share some scripture with you that is kingdom nutrients and nuggets. It's power packed with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 14 through 18 and we're going to get down from the message Bible today and this is powerful. This is powerful because here's what you're going to need. Here's one of the, a couple of the, of the first steps you're going to need if you're going to be focused. Don't become partners with those who reject God. A mm. whole lot of friendships just broke right there, didn't it? Now listen, I want you to understand why this is important, because the Bible is saying it. And understand this, he's not giving you an option. This is a command. So, so let me take it deeper. So, so how many of us in here are saved? I just want to know who I'm rocking with today. How many of us in here are saved? And so if you saved, you believe the entire word of God, right? Okay, I just want to be sure. Okay. So this is what the Bible says. Don't become partners with those who reject God. Now, how many of you have friends or know somebody that rejects God? Looks like we got homework. If if you're really trying to walk this walk by any means necessary, if, if, if you're going to walk a walk that gives them half a chance out here in this cold world, then it seems like you might have some homework. Amen? So, so here's what Paul says. He says, he says, he says uh, don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make partnership out of right and wrong? Oh, Lord. That is not partnership. That is war. And the problem with this is, is that, that we, the Christians, we, have, uh, we, we, we combat each other, <laughs> but we make peace with who ain't at peace with God. Oh, Lord. Can I say that again? We, we, we combat each other. The Christians come against the Christians, yeah. but we turn around and we go against, but we get down with, we eat with, we chill with the people that actually reject the one who saved your life. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. Sure you do. He said, don't become partners with those that reject God. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, from the, uh, I'm from the streets. I come from gang culture and all of that. And so there has to be a loyalty, amen? And so, and so uh, one of the things that used to burn me up, or, or even today, uh, when people want to come back and tell me what somebody said about me. Because I really don't want to know what they said about me. What I really want to know is, why are they comfortable saying it around you? You're supposed to be my people. So, 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 so if, if, and watch this, and I I ain't died on the strength of nobody, but if God had, gives his son to die for the remission of our sins, and, and, and we got some, and we say that we're down with God, but we're rocking with people that reject God, I think God might be upset. (laughs) That's not partnership, that's war, we're supposed to be at war with people who reject God. And that's not very popular today because everybody's uh, 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 passing off Christianity, uh, this Kool-Aid Christianity that we're just supposed to love. We're just supposed to embrace. No, no, baby. This thing is about war. And, and, and you know why we're losing our children? To overdose and suicide and gang violence. Do you know why? Because we are waging war on one another when we should be waging war against those that reject God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He goes on and says, Is best friends, uh, uh, is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan gods, pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are, each of us a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way I'll live in them moving them. I'll be their God and they will be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those that will pollute you. Lord, have mercy. Don't don't, don't hook up with those that will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. Uh, The word of the master, God. And in other words, he was saying, in other words, he was saying, I, I, I'm going to take you on. I promise. Love God. Love your father. Love Abba. So now, y'all just came to hear the baby sing, but hopefully you're going to leave with some conviction. Everybody in the building. Because the, the reality is, It is hard enough walking saved with saved folk, but it is extremely hard walking saved with folk who don't respect who we love, what we honor. And and, and this is the season where you're going to have to make some cold decisions. Holiness never promised that you'd you'd be the life of the party. Holiness never promised that that, that everybody going to like you. Holiness never promised that you're going to always get your way and everybody going to yes-man you and pat you on the back and be down for you. Holiness lets us know that sometimes we're going to have to walk this walk by ourselves. But it's worth it. So there's a question today. Whitney, can you go back to the beginning of those verses? There's a question today, because uh, once uh, verses, the the beginning of those verses right there. uh, Once you know better, you are expected to do better. And many of us have been trying to figure out why am I not where I should be in life? And I would just like to suggest that you just take about 30 seconds and think about all the people that you are connected to that aren't connected to God. And then I want you to understand the mixture that we're rocking with, and it will tell you why things aren't quite working out the way they should be for a kingdom believer. Uh, I think you need to go back a little more, sweetheart. In fact, let me just read it from here for the sake of time. To excuse our videos and things that have been giving us fits here lately. Don't become partners with those who reject God. Now, who in here loves God? So who in here is going to keep them hands up? I want to see something. I just want to see something. You love God, so who's going to break off relationships with those who reject God? Tell the truth, the Lord's watching. I love him, but I'm not going. Stop being cool with, you know, maybe maybe my walk with them will change them. If you've been walking with them this long and they ain't changed, they not your assignment. And you claiming God but continuing to hang around people who reject God actually says that you accept the rejection of your king. It's not helping them. I want you to understand that it wasn't until I began to break away from people that I had got down with all my life. Uh, before I began to see those people start to get down with God because they understood that the seriousness of my walk, that, that if he would stop being cool with me, he must be for real. There's some people in your lives that are saying, if, if, if they're talking about if this is how you're going to talk, if you're going to keep on doing that, if you're not going to be about this life for real, then we can't be cool. There's some people in your life that said, if you took that type of stance, you don't know how many you would draw to the kingdom of God. This is a season where we can't be worried about hurting nobody's feelings. We can't be worried about hurting anybody's feelings. We have to be a church on mission, amen? Amen. So so we have some homework. We uh, we can't any longer be cool with people that reject God. And we no longer will make partnerships of right and wrong. We will no longer uh, be best friends with the dark. It is everything that is in your way. And if you're gonna claim that this is a new year, and this is a new you, then do something new. Do something serious. I'm talking about by any means necessary, if you're trying to get in a place with God that you want to see the fruit of being a child of God, then by any means necessary, do what's necessary. So that means if I got to get rid of people with unhealthy behaviors, if I got to get, if I got to get, let me tell you something, Some, some of you need to get rid of some people that keep you depressed, Every time you turn around, it's something else. I mean, I mean, what, what type of God do we serve? You mean, grace gets to them, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God loses power when it comes to you. You've got to get rid of people that always want to call you on the phone and cry you their story, you wanna, because they, they, they are fostering depression into your life. Can I just go ahead and say, you, you, you need to get to with some people that saved this year. Watch this. You, you need to get with some people that, that will tell you that your stuff stink. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. You need to get with some Christian, some sold-out, blood-bought believers and and, and sit up under them this year. Because if you really want to be living your best life, if everything is really going to be different in 23, then everything has to be different with you. You have to change your mind. Listen, if we have anybody in the building... What an awesome way to start the year. Wouldn't it be an awesome way to start the year to say, you know what? At 2022, there was a many of moments that I didn't think I'd make it out of there. But I watched God, I watched God stay faithful. There was times in 22 that I wasn't faithful to God, but but God showed, stayed faithful to me. Is it anybody in the building that's just glad that you serve a God that don't keep score? Ain't you glad that you serve a God that when you're ready to get it together, he don't go, oh no, 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 remember? We got humans to do that, right? We got family members that won't, won't let things go. We got people that supposed to be down with you, but they, when you're in crisis, they don't understand. Yeah. But God, he goes, Come on, I want you. I love you. I think that it is powerful. I think, I think that it is symbolic. I think that, that God is up to something, that the first day of the year happens to be a Sunday. <laughs> when all of the saints and so-called saints are lodging in buildings all over the world, and my prayer is that every pastor is answering the clarion call and extending, extending grace from the heavens. In other words, I'm, I'm praying that every pastor is having altar call today. Welcoming, welcoming people into the kingdom of God. If there's anybody in the building today that says, I want to be new. I want to be new. I don't want to be the version of new that, that I rocked with. I want to be biblically new. I want to be made over. I want my sins washed away. I want to begin the process of transformation, not just change, but transformation. If we've got anybody in the building today that says, I'm, I'm down, I, I want to go to heaven. I, I'm claiming saved from this day forward. We, we offer you the invitation to come on down.